You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 025. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, girl. I got a show. Hey, girl. And I'm ready to go. Oh, no. So I think that's it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> I got gas and a show. And we're ready to go. So I guess that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Great. We are. That's how you start a podcast right there. Oh my gosh, if you guys don't know, that's a, a little <laughs> reference from Saturday Night Live. Kind of a no-name sketch, really. It's the Miley Cyrus Not really. One. It's got a lot of play lately. Oh, you think? Yeah, she was on the VMAs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know. She's it's pretty, well, pretty well documented, Amy. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad I have you here to update me on pop culture. Right, right. <laughs> In my 40s. I swear, sometimes I'm still like, really? That's in style <laughs> i know that like those or? shorts that are coming back the high waisted oh shorts god, i can't i was like oh my god that's from my generation and i didn't even like them then well exactly but they're a little out of control now like, like too high like so extreme that it looks like i love how we're shooting the shit about something we totally weren't planning we weren't at. planning on shooting the shit no. about this at all but, but it's working. So it's working. It. We should just go with it. That's right. And we shouldn't even prepare. Don't even prepare. It doesn't even matter. It's not even shooting the shit if you prepare. You're right. <laughs> You're right. We've got a finely tuned machine finely here tuned over machine. at the Joy Junkie Show. This is just like down to the second. We've got it. <laughs> we have great production. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to tell you about how I feel about these shorts, but... Let me just tell you, if you're new to the show and you're like, wait a minute, I thought you're going to teach me some shit about my relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so what we love to do is just kind of hang out and chat. And uh, we, we love, we affectionately call it our shoot the shit segment. And we just start with a couple of minutes just to hang out. We have to warm it up. Got to warm up the mics. Warm up the mics, as we like to, like to say. Played that one out, too. We are right. We like to beat that dead horse <laughs> into a pulp. So, uh, and it, we typically will do two weeks on life stuff, two weeks on love. We're actually going to do a love-related topic about um, six steps to really dealing with any relationship issues. So I think this will be really helpful for people. But before we do, let me talk to you about this camel toe situation with these oh, yeah. with these shorts. See, this is what I don't like. I don't like it's it. I understand if it comes to the waist, like sure. I can get on board with that. Absolutely. But when it comes above the waist. And then the shorts are booty shorts, like where your ass is actually having ass cleavage at the bottom. And simultaneously, your toe is being so flossed that it is such an incredible camel toe. We used to call that a wedgie. No, that was if it was in the back. Both. When you like pu pulled somebody's underwear up into their crack, you called it a wedgie. Right, but... it. It's like that. But not... 
Well, so no. I'm saying it's happening more in the front than in the back. The front for the women here. Mm. And I find it so incredibly unattractive. Like, I get it with the booty shorts. Like, so it's called a toe wedge then. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't know what to do with you. It, that's all right. A toe wedge. I got to stay mysterious. A camel toe. CT CT wedge. CTW. CT dubs. <laughs> CT dubs. That's awful. Because, okay. It, because it looks so self-inflicted because they're hiked up so damn high. Yeah. It, it's just so incredibly unattractive. Like I can get with the high-waisted, I'm on board. I like the high-waisted skirts. I think that's really cute. It it actually is very flattering on my particular body type because I've got a small waist and like short legs. So it it's a flattering look to cinch off the waist and draw attention to the waist, but this isn't it's not I don't know. Old men do that too. <laughs> and it's not cool either. It's not cool. Right. Like, why are you holding up your pants with your ribs? <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> do you know I saw this picture the other day? It was like, uh, it was on BuzzFeed. And it was like, 21 people you will not believe exist. And it was <laughs> one woman who had her pants, and they were like elastic waistband pants, hiked up so high that she tucked her tits into them. Ew. And was just shopping for meat in the meat section. Is this a Walmart picture? <laughs> it was like that, yeah. Probably. When I'm trying not to judge because maybe judge. she's in a situation where she can't afford a legitimate shirt. Maybe. But I would be so happy to give her one. Maybe she doesn't have a waist and she's trying to create one. You never know. By tucking her boobs into her shirt yeah, or into her pants. That's how she's keeping them up. Okay. All so right. what's the moral of this story? Find your own fashion sense and be proud of it or don't have a camel toe. Uh, Except fashion. I don't know. There's no moral to the story. There's no takeaway, Mm -mm. as we like to say. It's just shooting the shit. We just had to warm up the mics. Yeah. What were we really going to shoot the shit about? We were going to talk about, oh, how I got sick from going back too crazy there's a moral to that story there is a moral to that story but we've already shot the shit we'll save it (laughs) did you know that shoot the shit actually came from shoot the breeze okay anyway what what are you what do you need to share i'm not nothing i was just saying that's the etymology what are you even saying the that's how that phrase came about shoot the shit it came from shoot the breeze shoot the breeze right which means like, bull, they're saying basically that bullshit's coming out of your mouth. So you're shooting the shit. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm serious. All right. Okay. It's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the look I'm, I'm getting? I'm so hungry right now. I think that's what it is. It's like, I'm uh, like, I'm looking at you and I'm, all I want right now is eggs and toast. <laughs> Hopefully I don't look like eggs and toast. I am not being a very good professional right now. Let's get to, let's get to the let's, content. Let's, then yes. we'll get you fed. Yeah. Because this show is rapidly disintegrating. Yeah. Okay. So I want to share with you guys six step, a six step process to dealing with any relationship issue. Now today I'm going to take it from a intimate partnership, like, you know, your spouse or your husband and wife, uh, sort of relationship, but you can actually apply it to any type of relationship. Right. So it could be your boss or your friends or I whoever. I think you can do that with pretty much any of the content. You it's come true. Up. Yeah, it's true. So uh, all that to say, like, don't shut us off if you haven't already after that horrible segment. (laughs) (laughs) If you think, oh, it doesn't apply to me because I'm not in a relationship, it does. 
Uh, so there was something that my a client told me years ago that always kind of stuck with me, and I love it as it relates to relationships and really almost anything. And he had said, you know what? I'm really no longer willing to complain about anything I'm not willing to take action on. I love it. Because like you, if you seriously go through your day and you listen to either your own complaints – like the things that you have grievances about mm-hmm. or all the people around you, you will see so many people willing to spout off how unhappy they are in any given circumstance. But they're very s- slow to creating a plan of action, something to do about it. Right. We just want to wallow in the shit. Right. And So do we want somebody else to come up with a better idea or are we just lazy? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why we do that. I don't know. I know that there is an element to if I get people to feel sorry for me, if I get sympathy, uh, if I get compassion, mm. then there's something there. It warms you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I actually read some sort of statistic somewhere, and this is like completely not accurate in any way, but I remember hearing some sort of ridiculous statistics about this about when you actually complain and how it's something like I can't remember what it was but it was an overwhelming amount of people like there was like one percent that actually gave a shit about what you were complaining about (laughs) And, and then there was a whole handful of people who actually were kind of pleased that you were having some hardship Ooh. and then the other percentage was they actually did not care at all so, like, the fact that, that we even – I need to find find that. That's it's awesome, got to be yeah. a good legitimate study somewhere. But the fact that we're actually trying to garner some sort of sympathy or – you it's know, pointless. Right, is lame because the chances that that person – you know, it's like a 1% chance or something so stupid. So, it's actually counterproductive. It's counterproductive because they're most likely either relishing the fact that you've got shit going on. Or they're not listening anyway. they don't give a shit at all. <laughs> right. Okay, so basically, complaining isn't isn't working, yeah. right? That never solves your problem. And I find that I see a lot of people in relationships where it, they have all these issues and then they stop there because their method of resolving them never works. You know, we've talked about this a, a bit before, like how you go about resolving conflict in your relationship and getting your grievances settled really is paramount to actually resolving them, you yeah. know? If you're yelling and screaming, if you're doing it in a passive aggressive way, if you're, you know, if please go back and listen to those pods if you need help on communication. Yeah. But I want you to to really start taking ownership of your piece in the matter because the ten, the tendency is in all relationships is to we tend towards the victim and we think, okay, well, if only they were different, then we'd be fine. Well, if only you would get your head out of your ass. If right. only you would initiate sex more. If only you would get a better job. If only you were a better parent, then I certainly would be. Isn't that all true? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, though. Right. Like, And so what happens? We have a standstill. You grind in your feet because you decide, I'm not going to do anything until my partner does. But meanwhile, they're doing the same fucking thing and you have gridlock. And then you've got two partners bitter at one another acting out of acrimony instead of acting out of compassion and collaboration. So I love it. You know what I got from that? What? Don't grind your feet. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) If you guys can see the look on my face, I'm just like some decorum. I'm so sorry. Some okay, decorum. okay, back, back. I'm back. 
Okay, so I'm going to give you six steps. And most of these things are questions to ask yourself. Okay, so the first thing is... I want you to identify what this issue is, first of all. So a common issue I tend to complain about in my relationship is, Mm. and I would really encourage you to take pen to paper Yeah, I was going to say, write that down. Uh, Because there is something, I don't know what it is. I would love to know the psychological reasoning behind it, but it seems like something happens for us when we actually write shit down. I don't know if it, it really adheres itself to our subconscious or what it is, or even our conscious but I would encourage you to write it down get crystallize this a little bit so get really clear on a common issue and I'm going to give you just a generic issue to go through so a common issue I tend to complain about in my relationship is my husband watches too many fucking sports okay and this is totally fictitious because this is not yeah it's not me it's not you what's the question again I'm going to write it down okay a common issue I tend to complain about in my relationship is So that's the first thing, right? So we're going to use the fictitious example of my husband watches too many sports, which I have to say I'm very lucky. You're so great about not making sports more important than your marriage, which... That's what DVR is for. That's what DVR is for. Okay, sweet. All right. The second thing is I want you to get in touch with how this complaining makes you feel. So the second one is this thought or this complaint makes me feel what? Now, I'm not saying how it makes you feel when your partner watches sports. I'm saying how do you feel when you're talking to your best friend about how shitty your husband is? Or when you and your coworker are sitting there talking about, oh, gosh, our husbands always do the same lame thing. Mm. Or our wives do all this. How do you feel when you're engaging in that complaining behavior. Okay. Because, I got it. And, okay. So that's like a total no-brainer, right? You feel like shit. The, and the reason I bring that up though is because we think that somehow by complaining and co- uh, colluding with other people who have horrible relationships or whatever, like we are somehow getting somewhere. Like we're somehow winning, something's going to change, some, whatever. But the, the reality is, is you're sitting there in a, in a space <laughs> where you're fucking uncomfortable. I would say that the, you're unhappy. Like in the instance we're using, it would make them feel um, unappreciated or unnoticed or um, right. insignificant yep. or those kind of things. You know, so those are some examples instead of saying like shit. Right? Get more specific. What exactly does it make you feel like? Yep. Yeah. And the reason why I want to dumb it down is because very rarely do you engage in in complaining and you feel amazing. (laughs) And it gets you somewhere. Right, right. And it makes you feel happy about the, the trajectory of your relationship. You can't wait to work on things. You know? Like, it's pretty clear when you stand in this place of negativity and you are so consumed with the problem. Right. You feel awful and like this whole self-help thing and you know working towards being a better person and all of this and relationships and all of that stuff the the goal for all of us is what to be happy to just be happy we want to be fulfilled we want to be happy so if you are doing things and engaging in conversations that do not make you happy and you are instigating it then knock it off You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's not, now it's one thing 
if you're engaging in a political debate, you know, and you're in a debate team or, you know, you are arguing a point for a better cause where there's actually reason to get worked up, where you're trying to sell somebody on your point of view or something like that, or you're debating something with a colleague because you guys want to get more funding for your department and you have to come at it with... with that's, a de- that's a debate, not a complaint. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is sometimes aggressive emotions like that or... Uh, they have their place. They have their place. Right. Right? So sometimes it's warranted to get angry and get upset and get vehement. Right. That's all I'm saying is I'm not saying let's try to shit glitter all the time because that doesn't work either. <laughs> All right. Only at Christmas time. Only at Christmas. Tinsel. So number three, I want you to ask yourself, what am I really angry about? So the surface level is like, okay, I really can't stand that my husband watches all these sports all the time. The underlying level is it's not really about the sports. Mm -hmm. It's about I don't feel like I'm important enough to spend time with or I don't know if he values our relationship as much as I do. So what is that underlying level that you're really angry about? If it's something like, I don't know why I always use this example, but I do. Your husband leaves his shoes out all the time. And so your your surface level grievance is that you can't stand that he leaves his shoes out. Oh, why can't he just fucking put his shoes back, right? Right. The real issue might be something like, I feel disrespected because I caretake for our home and mm. you seem to not give a shit about our home. Like that might be what the real issue is. Is it really that he leaves his shoes out? Or do you feel like a servant because you have to pick up after him? Exactly. Right. So this is for you to soul search a little bit and dig a little deeper and go, what is it about that? Maybe my spouse is really not good with money and that drives me absolutely nuts. Why? What does that mean to you? Mm. What is the real reason? Because it symbolizes him or her not caring about the family institution, okay. about providing, about, you know, is it differences of uh, goals or whatever? Hmm. Interesting. Number okay. four, which of course I would have to have one of these. How have you contributed to this issue? What's your piece in the matter? So let's say, we'll go back to the original example. I'm furious because you watch too much sports, right? I have gotten to the, the bottom line is I don't feel as important. I feel like you don't care about spending time with me as much as you care about that leisure activity. Right. So if I start looking at, well, how have I contributed to this issue? Have I been really fun to be around? You know, do I make you wrong? Am I telling you like, because there was a long time that I used to be like, oh, I hate sports. And I would just, I would want me to shut up. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, because I I mean, I have a pretty low tolerance for it. You know, I think in, in that particular instance... Uh, there's a there's a time and a place for everything, and if the person likes to to watch a sport, um, right in the middle of watching that sport is not the time to say to go. Oh, I hate sports. And right get to tell all, them how stupid they are for yeah, liking what they right, like. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So if they're watching it all day, that's another subject. And a lot of times, you guys, this piece is going to be how you communicate. Not that you're not valid. 
Not that your desire or your complaint isn't totally valid. It probably is. But how you express yourself is probably where you can clean up your mess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So are you making them wrong for liking what they like? Are you, like if it's the shoes example, are you yelling and screaming? If it's a financial issue, is it you you see that something wasn't paid and then you fly off the fucking handle and you scream and yell at them? Have you been, um, or even something where you're passive aggressive about it or you make them wrong or you don't express why it's such a big issue. Like, you know, financial security is extremely important to me. And when this falls through the cracks, it makes me feel like you don't care about what I want. Mm. Are you communicating like that? Or are you communicating like, you fucking always do this. You know, it's important to me. You You know, really? Like, does that make the other person like, I can't wait to work on that for you. Right, right, right. Which will also lead me to number five, which is how would you respond to you? So in the way that you have commonly addressed this issue with your partner, because most of the time people come to me and they're like, Amy, I have told him. I have told her. And I'm like, really? So how exactly? If you were on the receiving end, would you be like, yes, I am going to work on that for you. I can't wait. Most of the time they're not. It's like, I just want to fucking get away from you because you are like a banshee coming at me. And they'll placate. Exactly. Yeah. That's our natural defense is to get the other person to shut the fuck up. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to ple- like appease you. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say whatever I need to say to get you to shut up, which usually is something I won't remember later. Right. And then the cycle continues. So these two, number four and five, And actually six when we get to it. These are the things that you really need to own up to. And your tendency is to think that the issue you are pissed about is way bigger of a deal. And my spouse has fucked up way more than my failed attempt at communication. So your instinct is to think it, it doesn't really matter that I'm yelling at screaming because look at what they're doing look they deserve right they deserve to be yelled and screamed at right i'm telling you right now you are ineffective you are not getting what you want you aren't working towards happiness you're getting more complaints right more reason to fuel that flame mm-hmm. so if it's not working why don't you try something different uh like what like thanking them when they do pay the bill or thanking them when they do what That's a great question. First of all, getting, again, getting really clear about what you're pissed about. If it's not really the sports and it's actually I want to spend more time, then you need to say that and you need to say it with kindness and you need to say it when your partner is willing and able to receive that information. So you ask for it out of courtesy. If you wanted to talk to your boss, somebody else you respect, wouldn't you ask for the time to speak with them? So if I came to you and I said, Hey, babe, I really, I've got something I'd really like to share with you. Is there a time when you'd be available? Right. Wouldn't you feel so much more <laughs> respected me. than if I just laid into you about something I'm ready to talk about? Right. Well, um, something with uh, a couple that we know pretty well happened like this, where she actually sat down and watched the game with him. She was playing on her computer or doing whatever she wanted to do, but in the room with him mm-hmm. while he was watching a football game. And then another football game came on Hmm. and it was going to, you know, be a while. So she said, is this going to be all day or are we going to do something else today? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like she kind of like 
addressed it as, you know, I, she did come and say, I would like to do something different with you today. Yeah. Is that a possibility? Right. Right. And it's how you say it. Right. Again, right. how would you respond to you? Too, yeah. Exactly. And usually it's better, I suggest, to talk about it removed from the incident. Right. So I usually say don't, if you just found the shoes and you are boiling and you're pissed that he left his sure. shoes out. It's not like, hey, honey, um, can I like talk to you about something real quick? <laughs> like where you're like trying to keep your composure. Let yourself legitimately be free of that energy. Right, right. And then ask for time to speak to each other and be mm. truthful and be kind. It's so simple. It's just being kind and owning your peace. Own your peace and actually say, I realized, you know what? This is something that I've really wanted and I have not been clear with you about it. And that breaks and, down that wall for the other person. Exactly. They're like, oh, they're taking some ownership. All right, what's my part? And own how you've communicated in the past. Like, I realized, like, by yelling and screaming at you, why would you want to help me out here? Right. That's a great point. I think, I think a lot of, I know this is a generalization, but I think most men would respond to that. Oh, yeah. Most women, too. You know, yeah. sometimes it's reverse. Oh, where the yeah, man sure. is, like, super fucking needy and the woman just wants some independence and, like, get sure. off me, you know? We are so, talking about sports, so I... Right, know. right, right. So that's just an example. But, again, I'm always going to point you to how you are showing up. So do not negate that. It doesn't matter if you're talking about infidelity, if you're talking about you want to adopt and they don't. It doesn't matter what you are talking about. If you are not conducting yourself in a in a... Um, in a dignified way with kindness and compassion, then you are not doing your part, period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You are not justified in right. being able to fly off the hand. You know, like if you want it rectified, you need to handle yourself with grace. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we've got our gardener is like going off outside. I so don't know I'm, if it translates onto the mics though. I am, it might not yeah. even translate. So I'm just going to keep going. Go for it. Okay. And then number six. And this is, again, another piece for you to look at. How can I better express my needs in a way in which I can be proud? Say it again. How can I better express my needs in a way in which I can be proud? Because we don't, we don't think about that, you know, because there's... There's times when, you know, I'm really... I've got some issues going on with a family member. And my inclination is to yell and scream and want to make them wrong. And if only you were different, then things, you know, like I have all those instincts too. Sure. But I recognize that that does not get me towards what I want, which is what? Happiness, understanding in the relationship, betterment, whatever. So I know that the only thing I'm in control of is how I show up. Right. Because my other question was, well, what about their part? Oh, yeah. Right? Right. But if you stand here in this, then... You know, that's that's what you can change. Well, it's the same thing with, with okay, like, let's look at this situation with the this sports issue. Can I control you? Absolutely not. Can I make you do anything? Absolutely not. And that is one of our biggest issues in relationships, period. Amy, what can I do to make my spouse different? Nothing. You can do nothing if they don't want to change. Right. So all we have, our only tool is to handle ourselves in a way in which we are proud, in a way in which we are um, 
proud of how we have delivered information, how we've showed up, how articulate we've been, how truthful we've been. That's all we have. And that's our that's the biggest issue in relationships, period, is doing things to get things. I am going to do things to get you to be different. Ah, uh, yeah. Instead of... It's an old trick. Here's how I'm going to show up. This is the person you're going to get inside this relationship. I am ready to collaborate. And then if you get into a situation where that other person's not meeting you, they don't want to talk civilly, they don't want to speak with kindness, they don't have the same objectives of, of working through the relationship, then there might be some decisions to be made. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I tell people all the time, it does not matter how bad you want it. it you cannot create a relationship by yourself. It's like, you know, it, it, an extreme example is what we see with uh, addicts. Like if you watch the show, just um, Intervention. Mm-hmm. It does not matter how much you see the potential in that person and how much you you see how incredible of a life they could have if they just got rid of the drugs. They have to want it. You can't right. love them better. Right. Same thing in relationships. All we have is how we conduct ourselves. So do it in a way that you're like, you know what? I've done what I can do. Right. I have spoken my truth. I've been kind. I've been articulate. I've I've presented it in a way in which they can thrive. I've been... Um, I've presented it in a time when they can truly listen. I've asked them what they need. How can I be better for you? We very rarely ask our partner, how can I be better for you? Right. You know? Yeah, like, that's a very good point. What do you need from me instead of just doing what you think they need from you? Right, right. <laughs> wow, I like that. Be ready to collaborate. I like that. Oh, that's great! a great one because yeah. a lot of times we think – I'm going to bring this issue up to you so that you can do what I want you to do. Exactly. Instead of, well, what do you really want? Right. What a fucking concept. Sounds like Congress. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Have you tried ter- th- shutting down your government and turning it on again? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Shut so down your relationship. Shut down your relationship and then get it started And then again. get it started again. Yeah. See how that works. See if you lose billions of dollars. Okay. So there you go, guys. Six-step process to dealing with any relationship issue. And you know what the key is? Owning your shit. That's good. Stop making it their fault. Okay, I get it. They're not perfect. They fucked up. Whatever. Like charging at them and berating them is not working. So let's try something different. Right. So sending integrity with yourself is kind of the yeah the big point. I see. Well, and I always think you know if you ever get to a point where you're going to walk away from this relationship, don't you want to be able to say, you know what? I am proud of the woman I was. Mm-hmm. I am proud of the man I was. I gave every opportunity. I extended myself. I tried everything within my power. And I'm walking away knowing that I couldn't do it on my own. Nice. And my nose is clean. Like, that's what you want. That's the key to no regrets, you know? Your nose is actually clean. I don't feel like it. I feel like I need to blow it right now, actually. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it for this week. If you haven't done so already, cruise by thejoyjunkie.com. Make sure you get your free life and love digital kit. There's tons of shit available for you in there. Really good stuff like this. You know, you know classes and things. Is as many podcasts we've done and as much content as we've filled or you have filled in these podcasts, there is so much more. You have such an arsenal of I do stuff. It's incredible. All it, all of the stuff that I share, 
like maybe a sprinkling of it is in my actual products. But for the most part, this is just like a light dusting. This is just kind of an intro to what I do. This is not like the deep shit. So if this is helpful to you, cruise by the Joy Junkie and check out the shop. There's tons of stuff there. There's, um, again, even if you just get the freebies and get a taste of things, I think that would be advantageous for you. And also swing by the podcast page. There's a place you can let us know about topic ideas. We listen to those all the time. I dig into those immediately when I'm looking up a podcast topic. So, yeah. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ouch.